What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today, oh my goodness, Game 7, Warriors-Kings. Uh, Warriors win. They play the Lakers next. Of course, Javar and I had to discuss. We talk every first-round series that ended going into the second round, give our predictions of who's going to win, who's going to lose, and... um. Yeah, what what is uh what are the Lakers gonna do against the Warriors? The league wants to know. Well, we're gonna discuss it. We're gonna break it down right here on the Current Era Pod, guys. This episode is also on YouTube right now. If you want to watch our reaction, or not watch our reaction, but if you want to watch us as we record and talk and all that, um, go to YouTube.com/slash The Current Era Podcast. The episode is now on YouTube for you to view for your viewing pleasure. And um, yeah, that's it. Let's go ahead and get straight to the episode. Uh, Javar, we're back. Uh, holy shit, a lot of uh, a lot of things to discuss, man. Uh, what a crazy first round going into the second round. Um, what's going on, man? I, I know you've been enjoying all the games. We, we we got a lot to discuss. I know you're ready to get into it. Yeah, man. Uh, Steph Curry, bro. Like, Woo! <laughs> what are we gonna do about this, man? Yeah, that, yeah, he's 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 our problem now. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're like literally fresh, like fresh off the game, uh, game seven between Warriors and Kings, much anticipated. Yeah, game seven. Definitely about to dive into it, but Steph, I mean, unbelievable, man. Um, yeah. It's kind of actually it is believable because it's what I expected, and pretty much went down as I expected. I just thought the Kings would play better, but mm-hmm. man, what a series! Like, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure in, in our preview pod, this is the one that I was looking forward to the most, aside from the Lakers series. And I mean, obviously, obviously, you know, the Warriors and their their past ten years of history that that kind of speaks for itself, but I thought that this is just a great matchup for them. I mean, Sacramento, young, great point guard with De'Aaron Fox, a good big and Sabonis, and a great head coach with just great pieces around them. And uh, it, it went the distance, man. It went the full seven games. The Warriors had a chance to close it out in Oakland in game six, but they came out lackluster. They thought that the Kings were just going to roll over, and they didn't end up getting beat, forcing a game seven. And then we get this magical 50-point performance from Steph, uh, the only player who's ever done it ever like literally ever. And um, yeah, man, just what's your reaction to, to to what you've seen in game six and seven and what you saw from the Warriors and the Kings? I mean, I'm just, I was really surprised that um, the Kings just didn't show up. I mean, really nobody, I mean, Sabonis had a good first half, but really nobody else really did anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Fox was just MIA. He had foul trouble, but yeah. you know, really couldn't get anything going. Monk couldn't do nothing. Uh, really, the, like the only guy going off was uh, Davis. I don't even yeah, know who Yeah, Johnny Davis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah. And, yeah. And then the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, it was basically just Steph and then Draymond playing defense and Looney getting every board. Every. I mean, right. Clay was just pathetic out there. I mean, he, uh, you know, he tried, but he just couldn't get. I mean, he took 19 shots to get 16 points. Yeah. Um. You know, Jordan Poole didn't do anything. It was just Steph. Steph almost took 40 shots, bro. Yeah. 38 I mean, shots. Look, I mean, people people love to talk about the amount of shots that he took, but this is a game seven. You're on the no. road. Like, I'm about to say, like, I I no I criticism at all. shoot 50 shots. Yeah, yeah, like, shoot <laughs> that shit, bro. Like, yeah. shoot that shit. That's that, that's how I feel personally. But, yeah, sorry. Keep going. I mean, cut you off. No, I mean, just, again, unbelievable performance. Steph almost took 23s as well. Um, he just had to do everything offensively. Uh, getting thrown around, uh, you know, all types of layup packages. Yeah, um, wow. <clears throat> it was just a gutsy performance. I mean, for a game seven, I mean, this that's what you want your superstars to do. Um, yeah. 
And I, I, I had no doubt that he was going to show up. I'm, I'm just, I was just surprised that really nobody else came along with him. Yeah. But they were lucky that the the lights are maybe too bright for the Kings in that in that crazy arena. Maybe it's just a lot too much going on. I mean, because they really, the first quarter. I mean, really the first half. The Kings were up in the first half, right? Up two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were up two. They just just didn't show up after after halftime. Like the third yeah. quarter, got the avalanche, and they just never recovered. Man, it, it, it's crazy. Like it's crazy. Like. There, there are just certain things with the Warriors that you can count on. And one of them is that that third fucking quarter. Like, it doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter how bad they're playing. Like, you've got to come out. You've got to be ready. Like, you you, you basically got to be like Greg Popovich. Like, make one three. Time out. Uh, two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you got you, you, you to gotta do something to stop it because it's coming in. Yeah, like, um, just, just, just to echo your thoughts about the Kings. First of all, I, I think that this has been a great season for them. Uh, they they absolutely overachieved. I don't care what anybody says with with that roster in the Western Conference when the West was so tough. I think that they overachieved. But the reason why I wasn't really worried about the series, I mean, e- even though I thought it would go seven, um, but I I asked you guys earlier in the day. I was like, who who do y'all have? You know, like who do y'all have? You know, winning this win this game, and I pretty confidently said the Warriors. I think both of y'all said the Kings. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like. That that championship pedigree and that that ability to have Steph Curry in your fucking team when he's just a superstar, like he's he's the best player in the series, and you you pretty much need a superstar to beat the Warriors. And no disrespect to De'Aaron Fox or Sabonis or whomever, but like you pretty much need like a really really good fucking player to yeah. beat the Warriors. You pretty much got to overwhelm them. To where yes. they just can't, you know, they're going to try everything they can to adjust. And if you basically, if they can't, they can't stop it. That's basically yep. the only thing where you can beat them. Because if there's a way, they're going to figure out a way. Yeah. And look, shout out to Steve Kerr again, um, you know, for 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 being mindful and realizing that the Warriors needed spacing. And he took Draymond out the starting lineup, uh, which really, it, people try to make it like a big story. Like, oh, Draymond is coming off the bench. But, like, it it didn't mean anything. He still was playing and, 30 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was playing 30, 35 minutes. Like, it doesn't matter. So, um, but I, I do think it was a good adjustment because it opened up things for other guys. Um, and like you said, man, uh, freaking loony. This dude had three games in this series of 20-plus rebounds. How can you rely on a guy to get 20 <laughs> rebounds? It's like, dang. <laughs> how you get, how you keep him off the glass, man? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's I ridiculous. mean, really, I mean – how I mean, you got to focus on it because clearly he focuses on it. Like he yeah. he puts his heart and soul into getting those those boards and those and then tap outs and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. that it's valuable. So yeah, I love um, it. Yeah, the Warriors are like a hard team to root against. Honestly, like when when you're watching them, it's just like man, like yeah, obviously Steph is the guy and Steph takes the most shots, rightfully so. But they they play so together, and because their core has been together so long, they just know each other so well. So. They're going to be a tough out in the next round, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, let's uh, let's move on and let's talk about the Lakers and the Minnes not not the Timberwolves, Jesus Christ, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that 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 series is now over. You know, there's, there there was all the hullabaloo with the trash talk and all that. So uh, you know, Lakers winning five. I mean, another series that pretty much was never in doubt, in my opinion. I mean, we were just better. I mean, I don't really know how else to say it. Like we we were just better. Uh, we couldn't do anything with Jaw at certain points in the series, but they couldn't do anything with anything that we were doing, whether that was an AD post up or a Braun pick and roll or a D'Lo or Austin Reeves, whatever. Like they just couldn't stop anybody. Um, what did you see in that series, and how do you think the Lakers got better, or you know, 
how do you think it prepares them for things moving forward, I should say? Yeah, I mean, what was the, one of the main things I was always complaining about in our chat in, in regards to the series, <laughs> right? Is, is like, the small ball lineups, like those yeah, LeBron ball. leading bench lineups were just killing us. Like really, it, since LeBron's been back and then especially in the playoffs and um, somebody had to have been seeing this. Like I'm not a, a guy that's like pouring through analytics and stuff, but, you know, with the eye test, I can see it. I can see it on the plus minus every time. And it just kills our vibes and our flow in games that we lose. So, uh, especially in this series, um, I mean, I think the Grizzlies keyed in on those periods and would actually mm-hmm. put Jaron Jackson and guys like that in and just John ja Morant pick and roll, just attack the paint every time. Doesn't bang, attack the paint every time. Jaron Jackson just pound the pound the post because they know there's no paint protection. They get every board, and uh, we're just gonna foul and and give them momentum. <laughs> yeah. And so. The, Give it credit to Darvin Ham. He finally made an adjustment here, and finally. He, he, he shortened the rotation and and actually played Winnie and Gabriel in minutes where Anthony Davis had to come off uh, the floor. So I think that was just really the main the main difference because, like you said, when our starters, our best players were out there, we just clearly outmatched them every time. Uh, Anthony Davis, you know, just dominating those guys defensively whenever yeah. he wanted to, really, and offensively. You know, they they had times where they they were making it hard on them. They got you know beefy guys like Tillman and Jaron Jackson. He's a good defender. <clears throat> But, you know, Anthony Davis has such a, a, a large bag. He can do so many different things. You know, it's not like he has to just post up. He can catch it on the move. He can he can be more of a lob threat. He can uh, pick and pop here and there. You know, he can diversify his offense. And he started to do that. And yeah, once he plays for real, like nobody can can guard him. So, right. Um, <clears throat> were you a little concerned after game five when the Lakers didn't have, you know, the the excuse, which we already said coming into that one, you know, after that overtime game four win, that they were probably going to be a little tired going, mm-hmm. uh, taking that flight over to Memphis and losing an hour and, or two hours, wherever it is. So mm-hmm. it's basically like a six hour uh, differential in time that you lose on um, travel and stuff. So they were tired. But mm-hmm. was that was you concerned about that or, you, you know, where were we at? Because No, not at all. So, I mean, you know, it. it it would have been nice to uh, to close it out in five in Memphis, but realistically, like LeBron is so old that I just you no know, no no I mean like he just he couldn't like, rev it up at all. Yeah, he, he couldn't, bro. He couldn't. He he had nothing, and I, I'm glad that, that he openly admitted that in in the post game conference after game five. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure his quote was, "I played like shit," and he did. Um, so you know that's I I, I wasn't worried at all. I mean I I knew in the first two minutes of game six that it was over. Like. It's like you said, AD is so dominant defensively. Like, it's basically a no-fly zone. I mean, which is crazy because I, I didn't always feel that way, especially in this season. But, um, I mean, he, he showed me in this postseason that he, he, he can go and get it whenever he wants. Like yeah, he's, got a, he's got a couple gears that are just – we haven't yeah. always seen that in the last couple of years, but it's still mm-hmm. there, and it's, it's, it's great to see. I mean, if he can do it against John Morant, who's – probably one of the best if not the best attacking guard in the league i mean i we're, we're not going to have problems anywhere else i don't foresee anyway um it, it's, it's it's just a matter of will like maybe maybe we were just keyed in on it because john Murray attacked so heavily like we were like 80 you got to be there um but like to, to average what five blocks in a series is ridiculous that's just ridiculous i mean he, like he carried two steals his too something like that yeah he carried us defensively <clears throat> Um, John Morant, by the way, I mean, shout out to him after mangling his hand to still be able to come back, drop 45 on us, one of them game, four, game five, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of shut him down in game six, but, you know. Uh, 
So I don't I don't really really, really want to hear the excuse that his hand was messed up. He dropped forty five. I mean I mean, and they and they won the game that he missed. Yeah. Um, they did. You know they missed Stephen Adams. We probably would have tried to play him off the floor. They missed Brandon Clark. Um, but hey, it's the playoffs. You got to be opportunistic. The Lakers have been times where mm-hmm. we've been hurt or guys got hurt in this series. I think that's yep. what kind of concerned me is that I don't want to play with the fates because we went up three one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to just win game five, get the rest to get it under control. I don't want to have to worry about playing extra games and somebody getting hurt. Yeah. And then that game five, Darvin Ham was playing those guys extra minutes in crunch time. It was like, oh, my God, somebody better not get hurt. <laughs> but um, everything worked out. Um, how do you feel about – so let me ask you something. LeBron still hasn't really, like, went off since he's been back. Not like not really. Like, not mm-hmm. towards, like, that impressive where you just dominate the game like that. Like, are you concerned that – Maybe he might not be able to reach that gear, maybe because of age or injury or whatever, or still trying to knock off rust or whatever the case may be. So we've seen it at say, points this year where he's had he's went mm-hmm. off. You know, maybe the game the, four clutch or whatever it was where he made the layup over Jaron Jackson to send it in overtime. That was a great move. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like 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 okay, stretches where he could just take over the game. You know, yeah. like. Or do you I mean, think it's still, it's still there, or are you concerned? Uh, and maybe if it's not there, are you concerned? Like how far we can maybe go? Uh, yeah. With? So I don't think it's there anymore, but I'm not overly concerned just because of the emergence of Austin Reeves and what we have in D'Lo and Schroeder, guys that can still get their own shot. I think, I think even, but even even without LeBron's ability to just bow to the lane and get get a layup or whatever, like get his own shot. I mean. Obviously, he, he can still do that in spurts, but I don't think that he could do it to where he's like dominating a game anymore, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just I mean, the, just like I said, like the the game four in, in L.A. where he forced the overtime, uh, just he just straight blew by Xavier Tillman, went right over Jaron Jackson Jr. for the layup. Um, but it's like, not like he like really blew by him. He just got maybe yeah. like a little bit of a shoulder pass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Xavier Tillman was actually slick locking him up a little bit. Like this series yeah. was like kind of concerning uh, in points. But he figured out ways to get to still get off. Like basically getting out on the move a lot, especially game six. You saw him like really, you know, he thought you think LeBron will take over, but it's not like he was just like playing traditional LeBron ball type stuff. He was more like catching it off pick and rolls and. Like as soon as he catch it, do a little pop shot. It's like LeBron take a little baseline, eighteen footers. <laughs> like, but he doing whatever he can opportunistically at fast breaks or whatever to get to get, get buckets. And I guess that's the old man game, LeBron. You know, it's productive still doing that, but it's kind of interesting. It's almost like a super glue guy role player most of the time. He's standing in the corners. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know his but leadership I, is, is is something to be said. But yes. it's just I am a little concerned. A little concerned I think, about that. I mean. I don't know, man. I, I I think he's still good enough to do it in spurts, like I said. But I, I also don't think that we need him to do that anymore. We, I, I just don't think we need it for him anymore, um, especially because we have AD1. But like I said, like we, we have plenty of other guys who can get their own shot. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think we can still win the championship. Let's put it like that uh, with 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 this version of LeBron that we're seeing. So with the yeah. especially with the field as it looks right now, I mean, yeah, so. which is crazy, which we got to get into um, Denver Nuggets, Minnesota Timberwolves. They won in five. Last time we spoke, they were up three. Oh, they just they just didn't want to do it. Gentleman sweep, as they call. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah. The gentleman <laughs> sweep. get one game. OK, <laughs> um, I think we said this last time, but th- this Minnesota thing was just a complete bust. Um, they they might have to blow up the team again, which is crazy. 
you see how how Edwards is kind of like like liking all those posts on Instagram and stuff about Rudy Gobert trade was the worst trade ever and Rudy Gobert sucks and <laughs> like he's actually like actively just out there liking posts like that. And, oh, I didn't see that. That's hilarious. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know what they're I mean, gonna do, man. They got they got to make a move. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They do. Yeah, I mean, they traded away all their picks to get them. So uh, it's like you said, like maybe they have to trade Cat. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if that'll even solve their problems, but I definitely didn't expect them to be worse than they were last year, which is pretty much what they were. Um, RP to the Minnesota Timberwolves. But hey, the Denver Nuggets, they moved on. You know, they they're rolling right now. Uh, they look great. Jamal Murray looks great. Um, what have you seen from Denver? I mean, they're deep. Um, they are, yeah. I don't think we've really seen them get challenged yet. So it's kind of hard to really see. Like nobody's really pushed them and like exposed any weaknesses yet. So yeah, um, you know, honestly, I, I give them credit. They probably should be the favorites in the West. I give them that. They should be. I mean, they got the two-time MVP, so you know, they should be. So they're daunting. Um, I don't think they're unbeatable by any means, but um, I think they're good, man. They're really, really good. I'll say this about Denver going into the postseason. I believe I said something along along the lines of like, I, I don't fear them. I still feel that way. Like they, they don't strike fear in my heart, but I will say that I respect the hell out of what, what they can do and how deep they are. And, and some of the players that they have. Um, I think that especially in this next series in the Suns, which we'll talk about in a second, I think that they're a problem for a team like the Suns that isn't deep at all. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to the Nuggets. I mean, obviously, in, in this first-round series, they took care of business. They, they did what they were supposed to do. They, they were supposed to win against the AFC. So nothing much to really analyze here. But, um, yeah, this next series should be a little more interesting. Uh, Suns, Clippers, 4-1, same thing. Gentlemen, sweep. No Kawhi. Uh, sad story, man. I mean, you. I think you call it again. Like, he needs surgery. Like, what is going on with this yeah. guy? Now, this one's actually the backdoor suite that let him win the first game. It's like, all right, let's get on and get y'all out of here. Um, yeah, I mean, the Clippers, it's just the same old story. It's kind of like, yeah, what I said um, right after the series. Hey, oh, sorry, Kawhi's got was it, some kind of knee sprain and uh, probably will need surgery or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sound like they're still committed to this roster, so um, which, which is, is a little bit of a surprise to me, but. Maybe not too much because they don't have any picks either. So it's because they traded all their picks to the Thunder. So they're kind of pot committed to these guys anyway, at least mm-hmm. until they could trade some for them. You know, they don't want to just blow it up for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But hey, maybe one day, maybe one year, Paul George will stay healthy and they could <laughs> bring Kawhi off the bench or something. Like maybe, maybe that's something they should think about. Like Kawhi is like need to transition to his like Derrick Rose fade or something, like coming off the bench because he can't play heavy minutes. You know, mm-hmm. 25 minutes a game or something like that. And, you know, that could be pretty effective in the playoffs. I agree. But they They're just got to they that, just gotta get a team that could get them to the playoffs without him playing, carrying a load, which I don't know if they have that right now. Well, maybe if they re-sign Russ, <laughs> which, you know, props to Russell Westbrook. And like, again, I, I gave him his flowers last episode for ending the season well with the Clippers. Um, uh, good for him. Uh Good for everybody involved in that trade. Everybody's winning. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whatever, man. I'm not going to be petty. Uh, I am. No, <laughs> <laughs> no shout out to shout out to shout out to the uh, L.A. Clippers this is over for y'all. Uh, let's go to the East real quick, man. Celtics and the Hawks. Caw-caw! 
I thought it was going to happen. I thought, I thought. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I was. I hit you and Courtney. I was like, tell me y'all are going to Game 6 at uh, Phillips Arena or State Farm Arena. You know what I'm saying? Tell me y'all are going. Y- y'all didn't go and they lost. So, yeah, it's y'all's fault. I mean, but look, for some reason, yeah, they are. For some reason, the Hawks, like, were fighting. They, they, they were fighting so hard to win these games. I mean, I don't know why the Celtics let them get two, but shout out to Trey Young. He played a great game five in Boston, hit the game winner. He was crazy. Uh, but the Celtics didn't do anything but give the Sixers more rest. Uh, which, you know, they obviously need because of Embiid's uh, injury. But what did you see out of this series, man, Celtics and the Hawks? Did you see anything that you liked, anything that the Celtics did? Um, or, you know, where does this leave the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Celtics are kind of just playing with their food. And, you know, really in that game six, it, once 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 it came into crunch time, it, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown just like, all right, man, let's, let's put these, put these dudes out of their memory here. I mean, out of mm-hmm. their misery. And. <laughs> You know, it per- turned into a blowout. It was like, wow, this is, this is like a two-point game. All of a sudden, it's over. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess the Hawks, I don't really know how to feel about the Hawks because they, they have still they still have some upside, and now they got a new coach. And there's there's reasons to for, for Hawks fans to believe that maybe they could, you know, get back to that fourth, fifth range and maybe start moving back, moving up mm-hmm. or trajectory-wise. But – the league is just is, is loaded, man. And look, you, you can't have a guy who just doesn't play no defense as the, your main guy <laughs> playing thirty five minutes a game when Trey Young. So he's got to get better, man. And I don't I don't see it. So um, really, if I was a management in the Hawks, I'd be like again, I'd be making, I'd be looking at you know tough decisions and uh, seeing if I could on the low. Who, who, who anybody interested in Trey? You know, <laughs> and try to, you know, I think uh, DeJounte, he didn't really have a great series, but um, I think as like a point guard, at least he's a two way player and, you know, he can play making stuff. Like, I think they, like, yeah, Trey Young is your number one option. It's just, I don't think you can go that far. And I don't think he has the humility to step back and be, you know, a number two or whatever. Though they don't have a number one proper right now, but. Yeah, I think they just need to, like, go a different direction because I don't see it right now. But wow. will they do it? I doubt it. You don't think that's premature, though? I mean, he's only been in the league, what, five years? You don't think it's premature to give up on him already? If um, you're the Hawks anyway? I mean, why would Trey – if you're Trey Young, like, why would you, like, start playing off the ball and running off screens? I can understand somebody trying to tell you to play defense, but, like, you're a little five foot nine, five ten guy. Like, how much defense can he really play, you know? So I don't I think that's kind of hopeless. And then, yeah, I think the main thing is that he's he's kind of hopeless defensively. And offensively, you know, you can maybe try to have a, an amazing offense, but I don't see it. I don't see him giving up the ball. OK, interesting. So do you think that this is just a sidebar? Do you think that Lucas situation is any different? They're both drafted in the same year. They're both. Point guards um, who are not famous for playing defense. See, the difference is Luca is at least tall and can rebound, and he can like be a participant defensively. Like he's not hopeless; he's just not good. Whereas <laughs> Trey is just hopeless. <laughs> Got it. Okay. And yeah, Luca is also just better than Trey. So he is. He's way better. Yeah. People, for some reason, people won't admit it, but Luca's way better. Um. Yeah. The Hawks. I. Uh, I'm not sure what can be done to fix this franchise either, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, but I also don't think the answer is just trading Trey Young so early. Um, I, I mean, he's not even – he's 25 and under, if I'm correct. 
or maybe he's 26 at this point. But I don't know. He he's he, he's too young and too talented to just give up on now. Um, I mean, I'm I not tra- I'm not trying to say trade him for bombs or trade him for nothing. I'm right. trying to say, like see if there's anything out there that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like a young star for a young star, like a Mikael Bridges. That's not gonna happen. But maybe <laughs> maybe if a team has like a dead weight or you know a contract that they don't love, um, you mm. know maybe 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 trade for Zion straight up. You know what? Um, <laughs> you know so Zion just don't want Zion just don't want to play with the Pelicans. He just you know. You gonna move Zion he, he from do, New Orleans he, he, he to do Atlanta? He do everything he can to not play, <laughs> and he wanted to be in Atlanta anyway. Did he? <laughs> yeah, man. He was hoping that the Hawks would get the number one pick that year, and they end up getting a fourth pick for. Or actually, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking out of the side of my neck, but I, I think I remember. <laughs> I, I, I remember the, like they were trying. They were in the in the runs for a pick, and he wanted to come to Atlanta. Oh wow! Because that's that's what kind of he kind of grew up around here in in South Carolina, Atlanta area. Anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, Zion for a trade straight up. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> or I keep I keep talking about the Bradley Bill thing. That's probably out there. Uh you know, That's maybe great. maybe Dane wanna be take his rap career to the next level coming on Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, no, nah, that's not gonna happen. Um shout out to the Hawks though. I, I I do think that there are things that can be done. Like it's not like there's a whole bunch of guys on their roster who are overpaid and they're in a luxury tax and there's assets that 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 they have that are just untradeable. Um, they're they're in a d- decent position to make a move if they want to do so. So, um, shout out to the Hawks. But I, I I agree with your initial assessment about the Celtics. They were just playing with their food. Um, they were better. The better team won. Not really much to say about them in this series. Uh, Knicks, Cavs. I mean, oh, I thought she's about talking about the Bucks and Heat. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, that's next. I'm saving it for last. Yeah, Knicks, Knicks and the Cavs. I mean, this, that this would is another. Surprise me. Yeah, this is another juicy series, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I thought Knicks, that was gonna be so so much more evenly matched. The Knicks just boat roast those guys, boat race yeah. those guys. I thought if I was a betting man, which I am, I would have said that it would have went the other way. Like I would have said Cavs four one. I, I I just don't believe in the Knicks. Like I don't. Um, but they they surprised the hell out of me, man. I mean, with Julius Randle having a basically terrible, terrible. series. Yeah, he didn't I mean, <laughs> he didn't do anything. But they, I mean, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett really grew up in in that first round series. Um, Mitchell there, Robinson was a president down there. He was a terrorizing them boys. Uh, <laughs> um, Mobley, my, and, my man, my man Mobley and Jared Allen. Oh my God, how you let Mitchell Robinson dominate y'all? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, the the Knicks. I mean. The Cavs are gone. We, I mean, Donovan Mitchell in a closeout game. I think he had like 13 points, uh, like five of 19 from the field. I mean, he got worse as the series went on. He was like great in the first couple games and just like sputtered out. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. Yeah, that, it, it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because I mean, the reason why the Cavs traded for Donovan Mitchell was to obviously, you know, take them to that next level. And I mean, it's it's not. It's not all his fault. Like it really no, isn't no, because no. there's there's a lot of guys on that team that just have no experience and they're young. But at the same time, four one, you have the home court advantage. Like they, they they sent you home in Cleveland. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's got to be better, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, look, the Cavs were pr- pretty much built around their defense. They were the I think the number one defense in the regular season. Uh, Mobley, Allen, those are great defensive players. I mean, they're pretty much locking down the the paint. 
but the Knicks were also a pretty good defensive team, and they also had an experienced coach, which probably should have thought about that a little bit, bit more with Thibodeau or mm-hmm. J.B. Bickerstaff. It's his first team. He's led to the playoffs. All these guys are young, and then I didn't realize, looking at the Cavs, like how shallow their bench is. Like they didn't have anybody do anything off the bench, or uh, yeah. except for maybe a Carl. No, not a Carl. Um, Karis LeVert, maybe. Karis LeVert, yeah, Karis LeVert, which they end up putting into the starting lineup. They've got no shooting. They've yeah. got like no three, no small forwards. It's just bigs and guards. It's like what's going on here. <laughs> so I guess I didn't realize how unbalanced their team was. Um, I just kind of yeah. like their, their their best players, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Mitchell was inconsistent. Uh, Darius Garland was inconsistent. Um, and then Mobley didn't do anything. He averaged like nine points that series. That's That was surprising <clears throat> that he just was not aggressive. He really needed to get his man strength up and look, kind of look in the mirror at that. Um, and yeah. Allen, they'll probably end up having to trade him, but he didn't do anything either. And in the Knicks, I mean, uh, Jalen Brunson, man, like he, you know, I knew he was going to be good this season, but he's just been everything for the Knicks. I mean, he's, he's like a god in New York. Yeah. Um, Josh Hart had, had, a, had an amazing series as well. I've always yeah. liked Josh Hart. I'm happy that he's he's about to get paid. I think I think he's a free agent this summer. Yeah. Probably he's... probably stay with the Knicks. Um, and Twenty yeah, a year um, probably. Probably. I mean, he's he's he deserves like starter quality money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's that's a team that the, the the Knicks fans could be proud of no matter what happens going forward. I think you know they got a little blue collar, hardworking team. But actually, when you think about it, like it's pretty young. It's a pretty young team. Like mm-hmm. their their mm-hmm. feature is kind of better than maybe the Cavs. I mean they beat them and they they got <laughs> young guys too. Yeah. Um, I guess just maybe not lottery pick talent like the Cavs have, but you know the Knicks did it another way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree, I agree. Um, and then just to close out the first round series, man, the series of the first round, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. Uh, I mean, okay. How so, do you even explain what happened? Last <laughs> like well, momentum I, is a motherfucker, man. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm about to explain. It happened because Giannis missed three games. I mean, people are trying to people are trying to wrap their wrap their minds around. Oh, I I don't understand how Miami did. Like, what do you mean? They're, they they were missing their best player for three games. When he came back, they were down two one. Miami had all the momentum. But Jimmy this Butler is a number one in. seed. You missed three games, man. It's hard. It's hard. The number the best team in the league at that. Like the best yeah. record. I wouldn't consider the Bucks a super team, but they you know they should be they they were able to win games without Giannis all year. It's not like mm-hmm. he played eighty two games. He he only played like fifty something. Yeah. But I mean, the Miami Heat have always been a tough, a tough matchup for them. Um, yeah. it's, it's funny, like I, I used to think that Miami was the Bucks' kryptonite, but in the twenty twenty one season or playoffs, they swept Miami, like they beat their ass, and I was like, okay, finally, like David Murray's, like I take them seriously, and they ended up winning the championship. Uh, but look, clearly Giannis was not a hundred percent. Like he was, he was out there trying. He, he was, he was gutting through whatever back pain that he was in tailbone pain, whatever it was, and he was trying his damnedest to be out there for his team when they were down 2-1. But game four was in Miami, and Jimmy Butler was not letting them lose. Um, he what, he 50, 57? 56, like I think. That's I mean, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he was just going off. Like, that That, that game was You know, cr- the Bucks had a double-digit lead in both game four and both game games. five yep. uh, in the fourth games. quarter. And they just and, just short circuited. They just couldn't do anything. Jimmy Butler was just going <laughs> off on them, and they were just like, "Stop! Like, what, what's happening? Stop!" Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Bucks uh, fans man. like hate Mike Mike Budenholzer. Like they say, this nigga will not call a timeout. Um, he doesn't. I mean, it's just yeah. kind of how they roll. Like I don't. He has some. I mean, somehow they won a championship with this guy, but he's had some inexplicable <laughs> coaching yeah. decisions like in the last four or five years. It's just like, what? Like, how do you not call a timeout <laughs> at the end of regulation? How do you not call a timeout? You get two over two. You get three timeouts, I think, in overtime. He only used like one. So he had two overtimes in his pocket. I mean, two timeouts in his pocket in overtime he didn't use. Um, you know, yep. just no kind of organization. Like, why? Like, Oh, it, it, bad substitutions on game five where Jimmy had that, um, you know, that the shot to send him overtime at the buzzer, um, like a, basically caught the ball right in the basket and did it with like a layup at the same time, like 0.8 seconds left on the clock. Like, why would you not have Brooke Lopez in either guarding the basket or guarding the, uh, the, inbounds. the inbound? Yeah, I mean, I understand that they were up two, so they didn't want to give up a three. So, but still have them guard the inbound. Like mm-hmm. it's only 0.8 seconds. There's only so much they can do. So, uh, just bad decisions there. Um, but also the players, I mean, they were shook. I mean, they oh, yeah. call timeouts too. Giannis is out there missing everything. Specifically game five. Game four was just, I mean, Jimmy just, just did whatever he wanted to do. And they just were shell-shocked. Yep. Um, and that was Giannis's first game back. But, yep. you know, game five, game five in Milwaukee, they had to win a game. <laughs> but honestly, I, I I still thought that the Bucks were probably they had a chance to win in seven, even though they were down three one. I was like, I okay, Giannis is back. They got mm-hmm. Game Five in Milwaukee. They're gonna win that. They got to win that game. Game Six would be tough, but they could if they could gut that out. Okay, there you go. You got a chance to win Game Seven. But mm-hmm. man, Eric Spolstra, he figures out a way. If you got Master weaknesses, class. he will just keep <laughs> stabbing you in that same spot if you can you because you can't fix it. Um, and then Bam and Jimmy are just this type of players. And they, yeah, like I said, master class. It was just Aaron Bo- uh, or Budenhoser. They call that a disaster class. That was <laughs> just the opposite. Um, somebody reported, actually, Darvin Ham actually, actually came out and said um, that Budenhoser's brother died of a car crash yeah, like, in the that. last week or so. So, you know, he was still coaching it to try to, grieve, you know, fighting through it, his grief. If that's true, man, you know. Look, I'm not trying to beat up on the man, but they lost the game because partly because of coaching. I mean, that's tough. I can only imagine, um, you know, if if anything, if I get any kind of call from some family member that's even if they're not killed, if if it's just some kind of accident, you don't want to hear that. I mean, that's stuff that can weigh on you. So, yeah. Um, Condolences to him. I hope everything is okay. Um, But. Any thoughts on that or any anything we well, said yeah. about the Bucks? And I mean, we also got to touch on the Giannis topic, right? Uh, what what he said about the failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the I, I think it was actually during Game Five when he got the information, or maybe it was before, um, but I didn't know it was Game Five. And yeah, like you said, uh, that's that's just a tough situation to be in. I mean, to to get that news when you're in the heat of the moment in the middle. So of it was in the middle of a game. I I think so. I oh. think so. It, it 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 could have been before, but I think it was during the game when he got the information. Oh shit! Um, but like either way, like you said, like yeah, like it, it's a terrible situation. Like especially if, if you're in the heat of competition, your season's on the line. There's nothing more important than that, unfortunately. So, um, but it wasn't all of Mike Budenholzer's fault. It really wasn't. I mean, 
the Bucks had ample opportunities to put the Heat away. Like you said, they had double-digit leads in the fourth quarter in both of those games. And they just they just shit the bed. I mean, I felt like the the Jimmy Butler effect was just too much for him. Like they they were just going crazy because they couldn't stop him. Whether and he, the way he was just talking Middleton, so much shit, I like love right it. looking right at, at Drew Holiday and Giannis and all, just talking all this shit. It was just like, man, like I love it. You, as a man of pride, like you either got to fight or you got to like beat him. Like you just can't just take this, man. Like. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. You're clowning y'all, like right in your face, in your crib. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, as far as Giannis's comments at the end of the game where he was talking about failure, um, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I kind of agree with Shaq. I mean, Shaq, Shaq was just like, you know, I played 19 years. I won four rings and the other 15 years are failures. Like, if you don't win, you fail. Like, what kind of conversation are we having? I mean, I... I, I understand Giannis's sentiment in that failure failure doesn't equal it was a waste of a season because that's not true. Obviously, that's not true. Um, but you you failed at your goal. Your goal was to win the championship, man. You failed, and I think it's okay to tell him that. Like as a reporter, like you failed, bro. Um, but I, I, I think I think Giannis was was trying to say failure and waste of a season were the same thing. And I, I think he kind of like misinterpreted what the reporter was asking. Maybe I, I don't know, but what's your I mean, take? Yeah, look, there's levels to failure, right? There's a right. I mean, you know, you can you can fail, you can you can get close to the goal and, and assess that and be like, hey, I didn't I didn't meet my goal because of this. I was I was this close, but when you're not even close to your goal, like that's that's a huge failure. Like why what what happened here where you didn't get even close to it? Yeah. So how can you not say it's a failure? I mean. This is this is competition. Like there can only be winners and losers. If you're trying to be um, the best, if you're trying to say you're the best a, 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 in this current time or, or like you know legacy wise, that that matters, man. So like I can understand where like again where Giannis is coming from. This guy, you know, literally came from nothing to something, like from mm-hmm. rags to riches. So to him, like, what do you mean failure? Like I'm <laughs> I'm winning at life, like every day. Mm-hmm. Like I could be out here, you know, taking a shower in the gutter. Like like this is. Like this is I'm meeting Ambrosia every night and and, and, and <laughs> you know living luxury. So I get it, man. Because at the end of the day, you know he goes home and he has a, he's a great life. Like what do you mean failure? But um, as an athlete, as a sport, that that, that does matter. I agree. There's a, there's a balance here. I mean, maybe he just wants to take you know take the pressure off him to where he's not feeling bad about it. But you know. I don't think he should feel that that bad anyway because he was hurt and he tried to do what he can. Um, you know, I think I totally agree. It, it probably he probably was real blown after like right after the game, the first cu- couple of days. Like, how the hell we lose that? Like, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, shit happens. And if anything, your team failed him. They weren't able to to win in his absence at all. They were getting skunked. They won one <laughs> one game, and they other than that, nobody really stepped up like the whole series. So, yeah. What do you think? I mean, should they just run it back with the same team, same coach, or do they have? Do you think expect to make big changes here? Because I think Brooke Lopez, I think, is a free agent. I think um, Chris Middleton is. um, I think he has he has an option to opt out. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a couple other major guys on her team that are kind of in limbo. I mean, they won 60 games this year. It's hard to say blow it up. And I mean, if. If I'm within management in the Bucks, my whole thing would be our best player was hurt. He tried to play hurt and it didn't work. 
let's let's run it back. Sure, we can add auxiliary pieces like maybe a shooter here or a defender here. Like Jay Crowder made the comment, like, "Oh, I don't know where I belong here." Okay, fuck you, bye. Uh, <laughs> we can find somebody else, you know, to do what Jay Crowder did. Um, but I think the core of Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Porter's, those guys. I think they're still a force, and they can still win a Having championship. Porters, he barely even played in this series. Yeah, I mean, he he couldn't. The 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 Heat were playing him off the floor. Like for some reason, Bam Adebayo and four shooters was giving Bobby Porter's trouble. Like he couldn't close out on anybody. Couldn't make shots. And Brook Lopez was playing really well. So, Budenholzer was just like, okay, uh, bye, Bobby. So, Jimmy Butler, man, how do we assess this guy in history? Like. <laughs> He kind of just really coasts through the through the regular season. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's a good player, but he he don't care really. If he makes all star teams, kind of like whatever. And then make get him to the playoff. If he's healthy, he he <clears> steps <throat> it up like two or three levels every time. It it's crazy. I saw a stat. He averaged twenty two a game in the regular season. He's averaging thirty seven in the playoffs. That's insane. Like holy shit. Um. So I I guess let's in in, in talking with Jimmy. Let's move forward into the Heat and the Knicks. You know, a series that nobody thought would happen. Um, but they, they also had their first game today. Um, I, I was able to, yeah, I was able to watch the game. It, it was, it was a fun game. I mean, Julius Randle obviously did not play due to an ankle injury. I, I think it's an ankle injury. Um, and his, go ahead. I just want to say before we move on, was that the biggest upset playoff upset in his, in NBA history? I mean, no, the, num- so. the, the number one seed in a seven game series lost to an eight seed and a play, a play in it barely made the play in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, man. And the, the only reason I say that is because Giannis wasn't healthy. I think if 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 it was a situation like 2007. Bro, look, it, they got smoked. They lost in five. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, right. But Giannis wasn't. I mean, he missed three games, bro. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, two and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> look, if, if, if it was a situation like the 2007 Mavs versus the Warriors where they got smoked and everybody was healthy, they won, like, what, 66 games that year or something? To me, that that's like the biggest upset ever. Like Dirk won MVP that year. They had Jason Terry, Josh Howard. They they had a squad. Um, Mike could. I mean, I don't think he's gonna win, but he's probably could win MVP like stats wise. But yeah, best record. That's anyway. I've I've heard that thrown around that that's that was like the biggest, maybe like the most shocking going into it. But how it played out, okay, it makes sense. But like. If you'd have told anyone like two weeks before before the playoffs began that the Heat were going to beat the Bucks, nobody would have conceived that. So, I yeah, don't know. that's I don't know. I think history is going to look back back bad on that one. But we'll see. They, they can't. Y'all just missed the first three games. They can't, bro. No, I'm. <laughs> that's uh, a stain, bro. It's a stain. What's worse, it's, like it's getting, getting, bounced, getting bounced in the first round or like missing the playoffs entirely? Like, what's worse, like Lucas Lucas thing or Giannis, like? What's what's the worst staying on on the legacy? Like, wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure I'm understanding your question. So, like this situation now, where Giannis missed three games, uh, Giannis got bounced in the first round in five <laughs> games as a first, as a number one seed. I mean, and yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, let, let the this... record show that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay, whatever. Lucas Lucas looks worse. The nigga won thirty games. He had an All Star teammate, and they didn't even make the play in. It just one out of ten teams, so they fucking the, suck. The Bucks might have like three guys all NBA first team, or no. all, all, all not not sorry, all NBA all defense. Sorry, all defense between oh. uh, Drew Holiday, Brook Lopez, and Giannis. Yeah, they probably will. Bought bounced in the first round. Mm. <laughs> you know, Anthony Davis didn't make an all defensive team. 
or or probably all NBA team, hmm. which is crazy, or an All Star team. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Heat Knicks, Heat Knicks. Um, yeah. Game one was today. Julius Randle did not play. I think. Um, you know, obviously, with the Knicks having home court advantage, them them coming off such a successful series, I think that a lot of people picked them to win this series based on matchups, and especially with no Tyler Hero. Um, is is I mean, the the Heat are so weird. Like sometimes I'm watching them, and I'm just like, I, I don't know how they're going to get to 100 points. Like literally, like they have nobody out there. Vincent. Yeah, and, and then there, there's Strings. times when they go on these runs and. Kevin Love's knocking down. Kevin threes. Love, he a good game. Yeah, like they they fucking d- dusted off Duncan Robinson in the last series, and they bring a Lowry off the bench. Yeah, because Gabe Vincent has been playing so well, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, even Kyle Lowry had a great game today. So I mean, I, I've 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 just got to start respecting these guys more. I mean, they're they're in the NBA for a reason, and obviously they can play. But oh, yeah, they, oh, yeah. they they took game one. Um, I will say Jimmy Butler turned his excuse me he turned his uh, ankle at the end of the game it didn't look that bad on the replay but he was noticeably hobbling he wasn't moving well at all um i doubt he's gonna play in game two but he he may i mean he may just you know take a steroid or whatever i don't know but uh were you able to catch this game and what are your thoughts about the series overall yeah i mean it was kind of a kind of ugly game um this might be an ugly series like (laughs) like just got just a struggle to get to 110 yeah um I don't know. I don't really know how, again, like how did the Heat get enough points? How are they beating these guys, man? Like if you get it close in the fourth quarter, they just figure out a way. That's kind of yeah. seems to be their formula. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is nuts. They they stole home court advantage now. But uh, now, like I said, Jimmy's hurt. He might not be that effective in game two or maybe even miss it. Um, I don't know when, when game two. I, I haven't really seen the schedules I'm yet. For Pretty sure it's every other day. Two. Okay. Uh, let me the Tuesday. Yeah, they play Tuesday with us. Okay, so that's gonna be tough uh, for Jimmy every other day. Really, for everybody going forward, um, you know, it's gonna be less recovery time. So that's a consideration. Um, you know, you, you figure the Knicks are gonna, you know, bring Randall back and figure out a way to to, to win Game Two. Um, I, I mm. see this going at least six or seven though. I, I honestly don't know which way it could go. I, I, the Heat, I don't know what to do with these guys. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with these guys. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Butler just, he can do whatever he wants, it seems, in the playoffs. And there's nobody really there on the on the Knicks to stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if Randall could come back, that, that could open things up for the Knicks. So... It's tough to yeah. tell what, what kind of shape Randall be in coming off injury. So I don't really know how to call this one, brother. I don't know. Uh, I'm I, like I think <clears throat> going into it, I was leaning. I was kind of leaning Heat and seven, but I, even after just seeing this play out, like the Knicks feel like they have more talent than the than the Heat. They do. They do. You which, so, is, which is weird. Um, and just a just a quick note. Uh, they play Tuesday, but game three is until Saturday. Oh, so okay, they have okay. a lot of that's, time off. That's that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Jimmy and Randall could have time, uh, basically a week, to rest up those ankles or whatever the case may be. So, um, but yeah, look, I think I think overall, 
the Knicks do have more talent, which is crazy to say because it's the Knicks. But uh, unless they figure out a way to stop Jimmy Butler, or uh, unless you know, well, I don't know. Kind of like, figure Tibbs is going to figure something out. I'm about to say, like, do you do you double Jimmy and just, I mean, hope I think, but guys yes, miss? bro. Like, I don't understand. Like, the Bucks never doubled Jimmy either, so they that's did. another yeah. crazy thing. Like, they just never did it. They never tried to change the matchups. Tibbs, Tibbs is gonna figure something out, and I, they they got a double. Now, the Heat do have a lot of shooters, so mm-hmm. it's dangerous. But I think I would rather take my chances, just seeing if one of these guys could get thirty, and I'm not letting Jimmy, Jimmy Butler get thirty or even twenty five. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. They're 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 more dangerous when Jimmy is scoring, um, just because he he's a willing passer too. But his his energy level when he's scoring that's what I was gonna say. Well, you can't let him be else. alpha on y'all because yeah, it, he, yeah, he's got some kind of intangible factor. It's like oh, I'm hopping on his back. Like you just he's make his teammates believe when they see him fired up like that, and you don't want exactly. to see that. Yeah. Uh, next series, man, in the East is the Sixers and the Celtics. Uh. This series was supposed to be fun, but now Joel Embiid's, you know, status is in doubt. Of course, he gets hurt. Um, We we, we say that he gets hurt every year, but last year wasn't his fault with the Siakam thing, and he got hit in the face. This year wasn't really his fault. I mean— No, it's always some kind of weird freak injury. Yeah, it's always some weird freak thing. Somebody breaks his face or something like— Yeah, but regardless, it's annoying and it's frustrating at this point because— this was supposed to be like the Clash of the Titans type matchup. Like, I was really looking forward to this, and now it looks like, I mean, he's listed as doubtful as of right now, as we're recording this for Game One tomorrow, and who knows if he'll play in Game One or Two. Um, it's just just unfortunate. I mean, we don't we don't want to see the Sixers with just James Harden out there. <laughs> like, like the, the Celtics are gonna run him off the floor. Um, yeah. What do you what, what what's your opinion on this, man? What, what do you think of this matchup? Well. He's probably going to be named MVP this week, right? Uh, probably. T- On Tuesday, Tuesday or they're Thursday. announcing it. Yeah, so <clears throat> you figure he's probably going to play game two or game three. Game three, because they the, the Celtics have home court advantage, so game yeah. three will be in Philly. So that's when they'll give him the award. Yeah, so uh, you just got to – I mean, I guess they just got to hope that they can steal a game. I, it's really tough to tell how this series will go. If I think if Philly would have been healthy – I think I think I give them the shot. I think this would be their year if they they were healthy. Like if 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 mm. Embiid was healthy, because I feel like he is a man on a mission, and I don't know what the deal is with Celtics Robert Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, he can't stay healthy. They're, they're not playing him a lot of minutes. Um, and I think that would just be a huge ma- matchup advantage for the Sixers. So again, it's another one of those where it's tough to tell without knowing the health. But I, mean, I think I'm rooting for the Sixers here. Obviously, as a Lakers okay. fan, I don't, I don't want to see the Celtics, but um, kind of feels like the Celtics probably have a red carpet to the finals at this point. Yeah, that's for sure. So let's do two separate scenarios. One is Joel Embiid misses the first two games. He comes back in game three. And then the other scenario is that he surprises everybody. He, he, ta- he takes the shot and he plays in game one. Um, how, how do you think those two series will go? Well, I think they need him like dominating to win like you know him just hobbling out there just playing defense and you know spot up shooting whatever playing hobble that's that doesn't help them i don't think okay okay so yeah they they need him if if he's if he's got to rest a couple games to get closer to 100 percent, i think that's probably the better route and just hope that they could steal a game in, in in boston without him 
I maybe Maxi get thirty five or something. Mm-hmm. Harden get thirty. You know, who knows what happened? It's it's so weird, man. I I I can't see the Sixers winning this series without a hundred percent Joel and B. Like I just can't see it. Um, maybe I'm just overestimating the Celtics because uh, I mean it, it's it's so weird now because Derek White had a great series against the Hawks. He was nothing in the finals last year. Grant Williams is on the bench. Like he's in the nether realm. Um, they're playing a lot of, uh, what's that? Um, not, not Brogdon. Robert Williams. Oh. Brogdon. Yeah. Brogdon is playing really well for them off the bench. Obviously he should have won six men. No, he did win. He did. Six yeah, he, the year. Yeah, he won six men a year. Yeah. So, I mean, there, I mean, of course we, we already know what Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to do. So <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, it was going to be tough with him. With Embiid, but without him, I don't really give them a shot. I mean, if if Embiid misses the first two games and then they're down 2-0 going to Boston, I can easily see, even if Embiid comes back, I can see the Celtics sweeping this series, which would be crazy. But, you know, this is a big – it's still a, – this is a huge year for the Sixers. I mean, it is. Harden can walk and mm-hmm. go to Houston for whatever reason. <laughs> and they can miss the clubs. Bro, did, did, did you hear some strippers. Harden was out here in Vegas. Like two or three days ago, like so, so, while they were taking this week off because they, yeah. they they swept their series. Yeah, like this nigga was out here in Vegas. Uh, I, I was at the Bellagio playing poker, and one of the dealers was like, "Yeah, you just missed James Harden." Da da da. da. I was like, "What? Why is this nigga <laughs> out here? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this nigga should be getting ready for the Celtics." He was like, "Nah, he was just out here." I was just like, "Wow." That's um, funny. Shout out to James Harden. Not really. <laughs> man, ball ball hard, man. You never never get a the the club life up. You know, old nigga in the club. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I tend to agree. I'm trying to pick up scenarios where the Sixers can 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 extend this thing and maybe win this thing. They pretty much got to try to survive, pretty much, and, and, and hope that they can draw it out as long as possible. And Beat's injury, they said, is like supposed to be like a month recovery, and he's only set out basically a week. So, yeah, not good. Not looking good. Okay, that sucks. Uh, Nuggets and the Suns. They also played their first game yesterday. As we record, um, I, I think I think this series is going to pretty much expose the Suns and their main weakness, which is that they're playing five guys 40 minutes. And that's just not sustainable in the postseason. Um, shout out to like Landry Shamit, Damian Lee, uh, you know, Bismack Biombo, guys like that. But it, it, it this, this is going to sound so mean. It, it kind of reminds me of like. Our, our starting roster in the regular season this year, like we, we just had we had two stars and we had Russ and we had just a bunch of like G League slash fringe players. Yeah. Um, this 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 cannot last like uh, the, the Nuggets just straight exposed them in this game uh, as it, it was funny, like as soon as Jokic sat down, Michael Porter Jr. started going off, then Aaron Gordon started going off, then Jamal Murray hits a three. And I'm just like, these guys are like, I mean, obviously those are their starters, but these guys are deep. I mean, and then Bruce Brown comes in and hit a, hits a three. They still got KCP over here on the wing. Uh, they've got some white kid who I, I can't remember, never remember his name, but he, he's like a hustle energy player for him. And Jeff Green still comes to bench dunking on people. Like <laughs> they've still got serviceable guys, multiple guys that can get them 15 to 20 points you know, on any given night. And it's it's tough for the Suns out here when Devin Booker and KD have to take every single shot. Uh, I just or, or assist or assist. Yeah, like I just 
I don't I don't see it, man. I mean, DeAndre. Yeah, I was about to say, like, like show me, <laughs> give me a solution. Like, what can the Suns do to even adjust? Like, what can they do? I, I don't see any way they can win this series. I mean, that's crazy with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Archie. DeAndre Ayton, like all, <laughs> all these all these names. Um, yeah. I mean, in, in, in offensively, you would think that they'd have enough to just have a shootout. But even then, I mean, these guys are going to get tired, man. And yeah, playing in Denver, <laughs> the Mile High City, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Like, this is a bad matchup for the Suns. It really is. This is probably the worst matchup for them, honestly. I, yeah. I think they, they would have fared better against us. They would have fared better against the Warriors. Uh, but this this matchup against the Nuggets is just tough for them, um, especially since Jokic is just essentially dominating Aiton, which – Mm. Is 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 unfortunate because he's supposed That's to be That's about the their, only thing guy. I could see the Suns maybe doing is if, if Aiden somehow taps into his 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 monster and you know tries to counteract Jokic. I mean, whatever he can, mm-hmm. give him twenty five and twelve, thirty and twelve. But I don't, I just he don't got that fire, bro. Like <laughs> you, you put a couple moves on him, make him look bad a couple times. He's just like, damn, like you good. I can't, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got it. He just, <laughs> he just. <laughs> <laughs> he just like you got it, bro. But hey, I got my max. I'm good. Whatever. Oh man, that's crazy. Um, are we gonna talk about Chris Paul? Cause uh, traffic cone. No, I'm just. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm not gonna he, Patrick Beverly him. But he's yeah, I mean, he's he's toast. He he wasn't. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm not even surprised, bro. Like this is that's. I, I'm kind of it's kind of sad because I, I this is probably his. On paper, like the best roster he had on paper, um, probably yeah. You know, you would think, um, so with like at least with top end talent, but he just he can't help, he can't do it. Like he, you know, he turned into a pumpkin on him. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the clock, the clock struck midnight. It's over. <laughs> oh my god, time is up. Oh, time is up, and uh, <laughs> the Grim Reaper coming for him, man. Like oh. it's, it's only so long he could. I mean, he just kind of stringing out the. I mean, running out the string. Oh shit! Um, at this at this level, I mean, he could be a role player, but like the, the days of like expecting Chris Paul to like impact the game every night are over, bro. Like he can maybe get you. I mean, even against the Clippers, he was like, "Oh, Chris Paul gave us gave us fifteen and eight. Like he had, a, had one good game out of out of like all these games in the series. Like, damn, this is this is where we at. We happy that he got fourteen points or whatever it was. Like, uh. yeah. So, yeah. Damn, it's it's he, he's a role player now. It's just making. Forty million. <laughs> so give me give me a prediction on the series. You you, you think this uh, the Suns are? I mean, I'm sorry. You think the uh, Nuggets are going to win this series? Yes. I mean, I, I'm I've sitting here. I cannot think of any possible way that the Suns win this series with the roster that they have. I mean, uh, I mean, look, Durant. He you could run him out here forty five minutes, and he's. I don't know if he's got it to like put up forty like that. Like he's he's efficient. Like still, he's still obviously really good, but. He's getting a little older too. Like to the days of just expecting him to to carry the load like that. I don't know if he has that kind of motor right now, like working off all the injuries he's had this season. Here's the reality. I feel like even if KD and Booker go off for 50 apiece in in like a game or two, I, I think they could still lose the game. I agree. That's how, I mean that's yeah. how like bad I think the Suns are. Like, like they would have to as a team somehow be able to scrap together 130, I think, to even win a game against the Nuggets. Because the Nuggets will get 120, 130 easy on these guys. Cause who is going to defend on the Suns? There's nobody that can play defense. So Yeah. Maybe they can double Jokic and you know, off of Aaron Gordon's guy, force uh Aaron Gordon to make threes or, you know, make the correct read. 
Um, but e- even that's risky because Jokic loves to pass the fucking ball. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think I feel like that the Nuggets could just go small and just have Jokic at the center, have Jeff Green or whatever at the power forward, Garden Durant. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, Durant could get 50 all he want. And Booker, this only look, if, if Durant get 50, Booker could take every other shot and what this is the most he can get 40, 30, even if <laughs> even if he's super efficient. Yeah. That's that's basically all the shots available. Like there's only so many shots that can go around, right? So both guys are taking all the shots. Like there's still only so much they can do. Like other guys have to be able to score, other guys have to be able to defend. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, um, nuggets and four. I just I don't see it. <laughs> like what give me a possible way, a possible way that this the Suns can Okay, okay. So let me nuggets and five. Uh, maybe 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 the Nuggets will have a horrible game and they'll just be like yeah. trick it trick it off and have another gentleman sweep. But I don't see any way that the the Suns can like put together multiple wins here. I mean that's that's tough, man. That's tough. I mean I and also I, you also got like the Nuggets have a better coach. I mean Monty, I don't know what he'd be doing. Like even when they had <laughs> had a full roster, they should have won in twenty twenty one. Truth be told, against the Bucks, but they were they were tricking it off. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the Nuggets are going to win the series. I don't know if it'll be in five or six, but I, I will say the Nuggets will win the series. I think maybe maybe the Suns can can get a game at home if some of their role players get hot, you know. But who? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what Damian Lee about the only shooter? Uh, maybe Shamit or something, but campaign or. Somebody, you know, campaign. They don't. They, they don't even play him really. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Both of us have the Nuggets. Let's move on to the last series, man. The the one that the NBA really, really wanted, <laughs> uh, the one that they they got. The Lakers and the freaking Warriors are playing in the Western Conference semifinals. Um, I I don't think any Lakers fans wanted this matchup in particular, but here we are. I was uh, I was trying to talk tough, like we could beat the Warriors, we match up well with them, <laughs> but yeah, you don't really want that. But. <laughs> We have a task man, on our hands. Man. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you, 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 you got to beat him. So, give me your thoughts, man. Let's, 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 let's discuss. Let's break it down. I mean, obviously, Steph is going to have his way with us. There's nothing we can do. I mean, pretty much, pretty much any, any dynamic point guard is going to just kill us. Like, there's, we, we, we don't have KCP or um, Alice Caruso to help us anymore. Uh, so we're, we're relying on D'Lo and Schroeder and Austin Reeves to defend, but. I they're they're not going to be able to stop Steph. I mean, hopefully Darvin Ham will double, but who are we going to leave? Draymond? I don't know. Um, it's tough. I mean, and you know the the Warriors will will make the adjustment to take Draymond out if they need to and start Jordan Poole, and then who are we going to double? So we have quite the task on our hands. But I will say, I think that. AD is the key, and you know it. I, I, it may sound like I'm regurgitating information here, but he's elite defensively, and he has a mismatch on offense. So even though Draymond is a great defender, and Looney historically Looney, guards him well too, and Looney AD will, yeah, and and Looney is also um, a body out there, and he tries really hard. I think <laughs> no, he is. No. <laughs> he's a body out there. That's the best compliment you could give. Him. <laughs> Looney, think, he's a more body out there. <laughs> I think I think AD should should dominate offensively, because um, you know they'll they'll have Wiggins and Draymond on LeBron, um, they'll have Clay on D'Lo probably, and Steph on Austin Reeves. So maybe Austin Reeves can get off. I I I, I think 
one of our one of our main points of offense should be whoever whoever's guarding Steph needs to just get in a pick and roll, and we need to just attack Steph. Like we we need to make him guard. Yeah, not um, that he's a bad defender, but yeah, just no. to give him just to work him. Yeah, him, just just, him, just to make sure this nigga can't shoot thirty five pull up thirty five foot pull ups every every other possession. Yeah, uh, and run the offense. So. Yeah, that's 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 my my spew. I know that was a lot, but <laughs> what what do you think about about the series, man? We yeah. we start on Tuesday. LeBron versus Steph, round five, right? Uh, y- yes. So. Yeah. Um, you know the good thing is that LeBron knows basically how the Warriors play. He has he has yeah. scout report, so that's that's comforting. Um, AD's played those guys m- multiple times in the playoffs too, so he knows. Um. um I'm feeling pretty good about it, man. I, I still think really, okay. I, I still think the we can guard them pretty well, and I'm not sure what they can really do against our against us. The problem is is the Lakers' offense is we make it difficult, more difficult than it needs to be. Um, but we have many different attack weapons, different different mm-hmm. options. Um, like you said, with between D'Angelo and and Austin Reeves, they should both honestly get off pretty well. Like com- compared to the defense at the Grizzlies that we saw with the Grizzlies, um, they should feel pretty free against against Clay or Steph or Poole. Um, mm-hmm. If if there's if Gary Payton's out there, we could kind of play off of him. That's another a, a shooter, uh, another non-shooter. That is. Um, I kind of like the idea of Vanderbilt guarding Steph because um, why. Because he he like will focus on defense. He will focus on trailing. He will focus on keeping you in front. Like he did a pretty good job on like Morat, honestly, mm-hmm. for for what he within our game plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like uh, I would still um, play over the screens and, and chase yeah. a hundred percent. You know, have have AD play up. Yes. Um, just same same like what we did to, against Bane and uh, Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um, if we oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um. And I, I really like how Austin and and I'm saying I think it was Austin and Dennis played on on Clay the last few times we played them. Like they mm-hmm. we kind of slicked and shutting Clay down and uh, really the whole season uh, he hasn't really <laughs> went off on us. Yeah. So whatever we're doing, we we we're, <clears throat> just keep doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, I mean. If we could make it difficult on Steph, Clay, and Poole, we should have a good time in the series. And I feel like we should be able to do that. Assuming they're not just bombing threes, which is possible, but you know, I, I feel I have a, I'm feeling good about it. Feeling good about it. <sighs> I don't want to see anybody go under a single fucking screen. I, I want, bro. Like I, I'm, I'm going to lose it. Like I, I need immediate adjustments from Darvin Ham. Like I need. If if which which is exactly what we're probably going to do. We're probably going to start Vando on Steph. But he's going to have to play more minutes. Uh, but he's also going to have to hit his open threes yeah. because they're they're definitely going to sag off of him when he's in the rotation. So, I mean, we we I mean I don't know like our our offense I'm not overly concerned about because I I mean I feel like we can we we can score with the best of them. I'm not not really concerned at that point. Um, I'm really just concerned about how we're going to play them defensively and like what kind of scheme we're going to use and how quickly we can adjust to what they do. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be a fun, fun series. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's going to be probably the, the series to watch. The We haven't really talked about LeBron in this, in this series or Andrew Wiggins. That'd be an interesting matchup. Wiggins 
kind of likes to take it to LeBron ever since LeBron traded him. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did, yeah, on draft night. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think LeBron should probably have an easier time. Probably. Um, With you know, no rim protection out there. Yeah, exactly. Don't really have the rim protection. Um, I feel like the small ball lineups the Lakers employ should probably be a little bit more effective. You know, as long as you're being smart with it, um, we're gonna have to focus on the rebounds too. We we, yeah. we can't let Looney kill us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, all in all, I'm feeling I feel like like the Warriors, man. They don't they don't trust. They they only have like seven guys. Like really, Kerr don't really trust nobody on this team. Like he trusts the the core four or five guys and then the rest of those guys he just kind of it's just you know he's just trying to see whatever can work whereas at least we got more of like solid rotation we got like more i feel like more at least eight guys eight nine guys that you know depending on the on the the matchup can we can rely on so i'm a little worried about d'angelo russell defensively in this series um because i you know i just know that steve kerr is going whoever he's guarding attack if jordan pulls guarding him you need to take him to the rack uh, if you're clay's guarding him post him up steph guarding him just do whatever on him so <laughs> <laughs> so um I, I really need him to i'm really interested to see where they where they try to hide him and and you know i need him to to to, to be solid but you know i'm, I'm just gonna say lakers and six i think i think i'm feeling mm. good about it i feel like the Golden State's gonna have home court advantage in this one, but um <clears throat> still in Lakers and six. <laughs> I, I wish I was like so confident like you are. Um I, I I do think the Lakers are going to win this series. I just I just I'm not sure I want to go through the heart attack of being down one oh or being down two oh because they got home court advantage or whatever, but um I feel like I feel like we're we're definitely gonna lose game one, um, just because it's that feeling out period, and LeBron just doesn't want to try. I don't know. He, he surprised know me. He surprised me with game one at Memphis. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know about that. I, I mean, I hope you're right. But historically, you know, LeBron's just like, oh, it's just one game. So <laughs> I mean, we'll see. But Lakers in six. I agree. We're gonna win. I mean, even in game one, LeBron was wasn't all that in game one. It was <laughs> Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves and. AD defensively yeah. they took over, so I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Warriors they going they going they haven't really played us at full strength either. So I think we, we just go and hit them with something. They gonna I think we gonna we gonna hit them with something in Game One, and they they it's gonna be on them to adjust. That's how I feel. I love it. I love it. Listen, man, great great pie. We covered everything. Hopefully next time we talk, you no know, Lakers twenty twenty three champs. Nah. <laughs> Keep saying that like we won't talk next week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, be back. we'll be back with our uh, inaugural or our um, everyday, every every Monday pod. But look, thank you, man. Great, great episode. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. <clears throat>